Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. We all spend a lot of time crossing the 12 bridges that span the Willamette River. I mean, they've earned us our nickname, Bridge City. But have you ever wondered about the people who sit in those little booths all day, lifting the bridges up and down? Or have you ever been stuck in traffic because of a lift and there wasn't even a boat, so you wondered out loud, who was ruining your day for no apparent reason? Well, today on the show, we're speaking with Multnomah County Bridge Operator, Todd Richards, and he's going to be answering all of our questions. And just, just a little note that this audio will be a little choppy because reception on the bridge can get a little rough. It's Monday, January 30th, 2023. I'm Claudia Meza, and this is CityCast Portland. So Todd, what do you actually do all day as a bridge operator? We keep an eye on the bridge. We have cameras and we keep an eye on the pedestrian traffic and the vehicle traffic. There's minor tasks that we perform as well that are just kind of clerical, minor maintenance tasks keeping things clean and organized and just watching out for any kind of malfunctions, that sort of stuff. Gotcha. And this is a question from one of the readers of our newsletter. Stephen Vertel wants to know, how do you schedule a bridge raising? Like how do vessel operators contact you? So our phone number is published in the uh, River Pilot documentation. They call us on the phone and they let us know when they're coming through. However, during like regular business hours, um, a boat can just uh, call us on the VHF radio and say, hey, I'm coming down. Can you give me a lift? So it, it's not like months of planning. Someone could just be like, hey, I'm coming through. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, we lift the bridge on demand. If it's during off hours, say they're coming through on a weekend or in the evenings, and say they are a really big boat and they require all the bridges to be lifted, which are the, which is the Burnside, Morrison, Hawthorne, and the Broadway, they would need to give us advance notice so that we staff all the bridges. Normally, in the off hours, we only have two operators on duty. One person will be on the Hawthorne, and then one person will be on one of the other three bridges. So they would need to give us uh, two hours advance notice. And the skippers are aware of this. Gotcha. So how long have you been doing your job, Todd? So uh, coming up on five years. I was looking for work, part-time work, that would dovetail nicely with my school schedule. I decided to go back to school and get my engineering degree. And uh, I was just looking for work and went to the Multnomah County website, saw and I got lucky enough to, to get it. Yeah, it's a pretty cool job, Todd. I, I enjoy it. I mean, it's the perfect job for studying, I'm assuming. This is what I'm thinking, is that you might have a bit of downtime. Do you ever get bored or lonely? <laughs> I uh, know, don't really get uh, bored or lonely. Uh, I commercial fish for a lot of years, most of my adult life. And uh, most of the time I was fishing alone on my own boat. So this was an easy transition. So, and there is some downtime, absolutely. We're permitted to study if we have some studying to do. Uh, but that's, you know, the caveat that we have to keep an eye on the bridges, have our cameras up, and we have to be uh, aware of what's going on with bridges at all times. 
Yeah, I mean, you must have such a bird's eye view of the entire city. What can you see from up there that you just couldn't imagine you were able to see when you were a non-bridge operator? You get a wonderful view of downtown and Waterfront Park. It's a beautiful sight. One of the things I like about it is that when I first came back to Portland, I, I was born and raised here and then did my fishing thing in Alaska. You know, the horizon being a long ways away. And when I got back to Portland, everything seemed kind of really close in. I felt a little claustrophobic. And so being in the bridge tower uh, with the horizon uh, a little farther away and around me uh, is comforting. It makes me feel like I'm at home. What bridge has your favorite view? I'd have to say the Hawthorne Bridge because... The bridge tower is actually on the movable span, right? It's a horizontal lift. So when I have to lift for a really tall boat, I'm, you know, 100 feet off the water. You can see all of downtown from the water side and uh, the Esplanade on the other side. And it's really cool. So what has been the weirdest interaction you've had while on duty? Uh, you know, we have people that fancy themselves as kind of uh, the parkour crowd, the, the rock climbers <laughs> yeah. that want to do some urban climbing. Oh, <laughs> so, no. And we spot them. Uh, we have motion sensors on some of the frequented uh, routes that people would like to take. So the alarm will go off and we'll just get on the intercom and just tell them to get down. And it, that's not safe. And they're usually very surprised and they get right down. <laughs> And that's frequent. That, 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 I want to say uh, it's probably once a month I'm telling a climber to get down. That's so embarrassing for them. Like a, like a child. You have to be like, hey, hey, stop climbing that. <laughs> yeah. So, Todd, what has been one of your most stressful moments being the bridge operator? So, uh, occasionally the bridge will malfunction. And um, everybody stops and it, it malfunctions for some reason. And this happens occasionally. Since I've been working there in five years, maybe I've run into the situation two or three times at max. But then what happens is sometimes it's an easy fix and something that we can do as operators, uh, there's little things we can do. Um, if those uh, procedures don't work, then we have to call the bridge maintenance crew and electricians to come out and you know figure out what the problem is. All these people are waiting. These people have lives and they're trying to get to work or go home or, or whatever it happens to be. Uh, so those are all the most stressful situations. That leads perfectly into my next question, Todd, because that would be my number one concern if I were up there. Every time I would raise the bridge or whatever, I just look around and just feel the anxiety of everyone around me. So is that what you see when you see all the hurried commuters running late for work stuck in the traffic? Like, do you feel remorse or is there just a little bit of part of you that's like secretly enjoying their misery? No, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, absolutely not. No, I'm trying. We're trying to get these people to and from work. Uh, you know, we we actually don't do lifts during uh, rush hours, which is seven to nine in the morning, and then four to six in the evening. We avoid that. We also try to avoid to do during uh, lunch hour, eleven to one. Mm -hmm. The lunch hour is a little bit more flexible, uh, but no, absolutely not. <laughs> There's no enjoyment of it. Yeah, as a person who's always running late. I'm always stuck on the bridge. It's like karma for me every time I'm running late. And <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to take a quick little break here. But when we come back, we have more listener questions and a controversial topic I'm hoping you're able to put to rest. Uh, I have another listener question. Judy R. wants to know how much sway and noise 
does the tender feel in the operations booth? The, the windier it is, the more there's rattling and shaking. Um, of course, we have a, a wind limit. Can't remember specifically. It's quite high. I think it's like 40 or 50 miles an hour. Um, but if it's above that sustained, you can't do it. But um, when it's windy, it definitely rattles and shakes as you go up. Absolutely. And it's, it's, I think it's fun. I really enjoy it. I would be so scared. <laughs> that would be my first <laughs> and last day if that was my first shift and that happened. Um, right. Yeah. Well, so what's, do you have a favorite bridge in Portland, even the ones that maybe you don't operate? The St. John, I think the St. John's Bridge hey. it is super beautiful. I really love that bridge, the look of it. Yes. Agreed. Uh, I actually did a project that I uh, had that on a poster, um, that St. John's Bridge, because I like it so much. Um, for lifting, you know, I like the Hawthorne Bridge simply because the visibility is so great. I can really see all the sidewalks and where the gates come down and the traffic. And so <clears throat> the visibility is nice. I also like the Broadway Bridge. Um, it's really old and it has those classic lights and classic kind of ironwork on the railings. It's just yeah. kind of a real beautiful bridge, too. I really like them all. Um, I do. I love it. Well, I just want to just go on the record for anyone listening that this is an official proclamation from a bridge operator that St. John's is the most beautiful bridge in all of Portland. <laughs> I live in St. John's and it's a common thing. You would not believe, Todd, that this is a, a topic of conversation from like non-bridge operators, but we're always talking about the bridges and people have their favorite bridges. And anytime anyone sa doesn't say St. John's, I'm just like, I don't know what's going on. If you have eyes. Yeah. <laughs> or <laughs> I mean, they're all beautiful in their own way, but St. John's like, Cat call, you know, we woo. It's um, gorgeous. It yeah. is a gorgeous bridge. It really is. I mean, and I like bridges, and you know, it's one of the reasons I'm going into structural engineering. And of course, bridge design would be kind of the rock stars of the structural engineering world, in my opinion. Right. And um, bridges like that, it's where form and function meet um, to produce uh, beautiful curves and or these organic curves where the actual most efficient structural design is beautiful. And I, I just really appreciate that. Uh, and it's one of the reasons why I wanted to get into structural engineering and, and hopefully bridge design. But uh, I think the St. John's Bridge is one of those, just a, a wonderful example of that. Oh, Todd, I really want you to design a bridge because that would be the perfect <laughs> arc for you. And that's what I want for you. I, yeah. want, <laughs> I want you to design one. All right. All right. I'm going to get you on my team. Um, okay, we're going to wrap this up. And I just have two final, but like the most important questions. Um, uh, Todd, what's the better song? Under the Bridge or Bridge Over Troubled Waters? Do you want me to hum them for you? I, no, I know Bridge Over Troubled okay. Waters, but Under the Bridge, who did that? Who does that one? Red Hot Chili Peppers. I, I don't I think I heard the song. Feel. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, oh, that's. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. yeah, uh, yeah. I have to say that one. Oh, yep. really? Over Bridge yeah, Over I, Troubled Waters? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I respect that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And here's our final and I think hardest hitting question. So feel free to take your time when answering. Um, bathroom breaks how does that work we have bathrooms on the bridge so we go to the bathroom <laughs> <laughs> well yeah but no one's looking at the bridge while you're doing that all the parkour is happening <laughs> right okay so 
we always have at least two operators on duty, one person um, on the Hawthorne always, it's kind of the lead bridge. And then we'll have one other operator on one other bridge. And that's happening 24 hours a day. Uh, during the day, there's, uh, then we have the maintenance crews and all that kind of stuff on bridges. But what happens is it lets uh, the other operator know, hey, we'll be uh, gone for a little bit. Uh, I need to go do something. Uh, can, yeah, keep an eye on the bridges. So, and of course, both operators are always looking at the bridges anyway. But we, we notify our uh, cohort that we're going to be gone for a little bit whenever we leave uh, our desks. Is there a code for it? Is there like a code for no. it? Okay. <laughs> no. Okay. No. No. I'm going to the bathroom. Okay. <laughs> Well, Todd, thank yeah. you. This was like the loveliest uh, conversation I've had in a long time. Um, is there yeah. anything I didn't ask you that you think that the regular Portlander would find fascinating about your job? Okay, so um, oftentimes uh, we have to do maintenance lifts. Uh, what we do is we make sure that the bridge is working. We do this on a regular basis for all the bridges because... Uh, we want the bridge, if there is going to be a malfunction, we want it to break on our schedule so that it doesn't break while there's a boat waiting. Right. Well, the county can receive fines if we're making a boat so. Right. What happens is we do a regular lift when there isn't a boat going by. We see our pedestrians and people in the cars frustrated. They don't understand what it is that we're doing, why we are lifting a bridge and making them wait when there's no boat going through. I'm sure there's been people that have kind of wondered what's going on. What we're doing is we're making sure that the that the bridge, if it's going to malfunction, uh, malfunctions um, on our schedule when there isn't a boat waiting so we can fix it. And so that when a boat does go through, um, it doesn't have to wait. And Multnomah County is fine by the hour by the Coast Guard. <laughs> Thank you. That was that's actually so helpful because I've always wondered that. And I hope everyone else now has just a little bit of patience and understanding <laughs> for yeah. the bridge operator yeah. who prefers um, under the bridge over bridge over troubled waters, which I think is a good <laughs> sign. I think it is. Special thanks to Sarah Hurwitz from the Multnomah County Communications Office for helping set this up. So after speaking with Todd, I really wanted to find out who is taking care of my St. John's Bridge. So I did some light Googling and found out that the 12 Willamette Bridges actually have multiple jurisdictions. So Multnomah County, where Todd works, owns and maintains half of them. So that's like the Broadway, the Burnside, Hawthorne, Morrison, Sobey Island, and the Selwood Bridges. But the Oregon Department of Transportation, or ODOT, maintains the Ross Island, the Marquam, Fremont, and my St. John's Bridge. The newest one, Tillicum Crossing, is operated by TriMet. And the steel bridge is actually owned by the Union Pacific Railroad. But check this out. The upper deck is managed by TriMet, while the lower level like path, you know, is maintained by the city of Portland. So just your fun facts for the day if you're a transpo nerd like I am. And now it's time for your microdose of news. There's a lot of uncertainty about the economy right now, and we're starting to see the effects locally in the form of layoffs. One of Oregon's largest manufacturing companies, Lamb Research, says it's laying off 7% of its employees. That's about 300 jobs in the state. And Gunderson, the rail car manufacturer, will be laying off 100 Portland workers in March. While Vacasa, a Portland-based vacation rental company, now says they'll be cutting 33 local employees, which is a lower number than they first anticipated, but tell that to the 33 local employees. And an update on last week's conversation about pedestrian deaths in Portland. 
Already this year, three people have been killed while walking on city streets. And we still have two days in January. According to Bike Portland, one of those fatal crashes was near Length Park in East Portland, which is part of that uh, crescent of a disinvestment we discussed in last week's episode. So now, advocacy group Bike Loud PDX is putting even more pressure on the city to make roads safer in that area. If you want to learn more about what they're asking for, check out the link in our show notes. That's all for today here on CityCast Portland. We'll be hating your feed every day now, Monday through Friday. If you've enjoyed today's episode, why not tell a friend, rate the show, leave us a review, or subscribe to our daily newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with even more from around the city. Until then, see you at Slim's. Slim's.